What's up, Houdat Nation, and welcome to the Dome Patrol Podcast. What's up, Houdat Nation? Thanks for joining us. This is the Dome Patrol Podcast, the official Saints podcast of the Fans First Sports Network, and I am your host, Jeff. And in this episode, we are going to talk about Saints players that we feel the need or we feel need to take the next step in order to keep up with rising expectations that we, the fans, are starting to develop for this team, especially after that Michael Thomas press conference. On this show, we have Wesley, James, and Jason. And in preparation for this episode, each of you have prepared a list of your top five players. Did you go with it from the standpoint of you feel like I need these guys to take the next step or else? Or did you go with it where if these guys take the next step, then shit's going off the rails, like in a good way? A mixture. Yeah, I have a mixture of some guys that they need to take the next step in order to be in the league. And then other guys that need to take a next step to be good for the Saints. Yeah. same. I I also incorporated who I expect to take a, a leap this year yeah so there's a little bit of that okay like like like, i mean i definitely have somebody on my list that i don't think is going to take a step but they need to (laughs) yeah i i think i think i've got one of those two all righty all right so i have your all of your lists and spoiler so alert. rather than ask why did we let you be the gatekeeper here because i'm the host okay. wesley who did you have at number five the player that needs to step up this year yeah i put, I put zach bond all right as number five on my list all right james you had demarco jackson and then i had zach bond as well jason you have demarco jackson so let's talk about zach bond and DeMarco Jackson and why he's on your lists. Well, and they go together. I was going to put one of them on my list at number five. I went back and forth between the two. DeMarco Jackson, from what we're hearing very early on, (laughs) with five practices in, I mean, might be the guy who could be the backup if Werner or DeMario goes down. Um, And But Zach Bond, if he doesn't step up and become that guy and jump in front of DeMarco Jackson his NFL career is probably over because he hasn't been a great special teams player to where he can, he had one, one of the best preseason games I've ever seen a couple <laughs> years ago by any player. Um, and he just, so there's something there, but like he's got to do it right now. The Caden Ellis growth last year, there's not necessarily a reason that Zach bond can't have that same come out of nowhere. I've got my multiple years in the system to get the experience. And now it just needs to come together on the field. But uh, I, I was going to put one of them. It's Zach Bond because I think his NFL career is over if he doesn't uh, beat out DeMarco Jackson. Yeah, I'm, I'm just tired of Zach Bond at this point of even though he's only been in the league a couple of years. I'd, you know, I'd rather go with DeMarco because I think we're going to need a guy or maybe, maybe it's probably just hope because I mean, I know he was only what a six round draft pick, but it's like, all right, I want one of these guys to pan out. And I don't know who our third linebacker is at this point. So I'd just like him to step up and, and get it done. Yeah. Like you, Wesley, I was, it was either, either or, um, and just listening to what people have said, who have seen him in action at the OTAs this year, I put DeMarco Jackson in because it sounds like he's going to be the one that is going to probably get more playing time than 
Zach Bourne. Um, so that's why I put him at number five. And, and you know, if if he does make the leap, I it's difficult to make a leap when he didn't take a snap last year. But then our worries of the depth at linebacker are probably eased a little bit. And we don't have to go out and sign a, a veteran linebacker before the season starts. He he went all of last year on IR. Like we never saw this guy play. Yeah. Didn't play we, a snap. Perfect saint. He's a perfect saint. I think so, he went yeah. on IR before preseason games. Before, even but I think I think it was. I think he missed the entire preseason too. Yes. Yeah. Got hurt in camp. Yep. Right. Ready to roll. Ready to roll. Also, the other reason I kind of lean towards Zach Bond is because I think that whoever is going to be that third linebacker needs to be able to play the Pete Werner position, which is what Zach Bond's been working on. From what we understand, Demarco Jackson is more working with the Mike position. Yeah. I think DeMarco Jackson, they're trying to set him up to where he could do either one. But um, that was the other kind of, that was the kind of last like leaning of why I went that way is because I expect Werner to get hurt before I expect Mario to get hurt right now. Is that why Werner net did not make your lists? Because you just, he's just not. Yeah, yeah. There, I, there is a hundred, a hundred percent. Like, um, so we talked about our best players that we predict for the, for the league that we'll have on the next show. I, I kept Werner off of there because spoiler alert, because I, I, I don't have faith in him being healthy. Right. I'd love and to see you it. Don't even no, care if he steps up. Oh, actually, I, I, no. Werner is on my list. Yeah, was why you were you convincing me that he wasn't? He is. On oh wow! I didn't say anything. I said he's not on this list. Oh, sorry. Well, you can edit this. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, fa- fuck face shit balls. Oh no! Fuck this sucker. is live. I'm sorry. I did not forget to tell you. <laughs> Too many lists. All right. Uh, so okay, Zach Bond, Demarco Jackson. Okay, number four. We've got another tie. So Wesley, uh, you. Yeah had colin saunders that's right again i was either going to put him or nathan shepherd i was it was one of those <laughs> two going number four on my list and shepherd did not make anybody's lists so you went with colin saunders let's talk about him first before we get to anybody else's names yeah i mean he, he ended last year winning a super bowl um and being how much pointed out by other <laughs> being being pointed out by other players on his team as being a big port part of why they did well in the playoffs hitting his stride and all-time high. It asked, he's going to play more snaps next year than he has ever played in his career. I'm not going to put all this on a rookie. Um, that's not what the point of the list is, but this is a guy who needs to step up and be a veteran. He's 26 years old, super athletic, big guy. We have to fix our run defense. He's got to be a 325-pound stopgap that doesn't get moved. And I think that for NASCAR packages, we're going we're to take him out. We'll have plenty of people that are going to have the athleticism to go after the quarterback, but this guy has got to be a run stopper in the middle and just not be moved. I think he can develop into a bit of an interior pass rush as well, though. I agree. I just think we have so many huge, long athletes that he's not yes. going to be asked to. I yeah. think he I think he definitely has all the, everything that Rankins did about being able to get upfield and mess with pass rushers or mess with quarterbacks. He can do that. All right. So then, James, we're going to not mention your guy because he appears later on the list. Uh, okay. And so we'll go with my guy. And Jason, that's where I'm going to put your guy, Rashid Shahid. And so we want Rashid Shahid to step up this year. I do think this is one where it's not, you didn't do well enough last year. You're going to need to step up, but rather you did good last year. Now I'm going to need you to be great. And I believe you can. Yeah. You you, want to see the growth out of him, especially, I mean, he's going to be a popular guy to break out this year. A, A lot of people were hyped on him towards the end of last year. He's obviously got a lot of speed. So you know, these guys tend to build momentum in the offseason, especially when there's nothing really to talk about in the offseason. So I know a lot of the local media here are harping on them. And it's a combination of, yes, 
make your progression, you know, go from, go from last year to this year, but also there's, I expect him to function well in the offense, to be the big field stretcher, because if, if, if Thomas is healthy, like, like we're hearing, I mean, there's going to be a lot of opportunities to have a lot of explosive plays. And that's just the one thing the Saints really didn't have last year. So he, he had success towards the end of last year going against CB1 and CB2. He's not going to see CB1 and CB2 um, on the field for the Saints next year. I think, he, I mean, I haven't, I, spoiler alert, I haven't put him on my list at all. Probably should have done. I think he's going to have a really big season. Yeah, I, I, I originally like wrote his name down. And then as I started thinking, I took him off my list for a couple of reasons. Um, one, the Michael Thomas news um, pushes him down because now he's wide receiver three if Michael Thomas is going to play. Um, right. And honestly, from Rashid Shahid, I don't need him to do any more than he did last year. He's just going to play more games. I need him to right. do exactly what he did last year, but he just play, but play 17 games. Uh, also, I mean, the, the next guy on my list, I think it kind of factors into where, where I was either going to put him or Rashid Shahid. But again, for our number three receiver, just duplicate what he did, whatever he did in five or six games last year and put that yeah. out over 17 games. And I don't need another thing from him, but I agree with you, Jason. I think he's going to do great things. I think he's going to field stretch. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know if you can stop him from just taking another step. I, I, I just, I, maybe I kind of just uh, took him taking another step. He looked so good last year. It's just, it's going to happen. So I don't need to wish for it or think about it. Kind of counting that one, I hope. Well, part of it is I look at it too. Like you've got a lot of competition at receiver this year. I mean, you've got, like you said, your big three would be MT, Olave, and then like that third guy, if it's Rashid. Brian Edwards, A.T. Perry, James Washington. I mean, I kind of like DeAndre our Hopkins, receiver room, baby. DeAndre Hopkins. Hunter Renfro. <laughs> oh, do you know something yeah. that we don't know? <laughs> don't forget Shaq Davis. 6'5", man. Just throw it up. On Next on the list, we go to ranking number three. Or third Was that ever, or, 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 everybody get their number mm-hmm. four? Okay, so that's where we're yeah, Because James is, yep. comes up later. So three, uh, Wesley, we'll hold off on yours and mine because they are later for other people's lists, which brings us to James and Jason. James, you put another receiver. Chris Olave. Olave. What? Needs to, needs to step up for you to decide whether or not he's worthy of being a saint because you wow. think Juan Baker's a better receiver? <laughs> no, 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 no. The no. notes you sent. <laughs> no, I'm looking at the notes I sent and all it says is three dot Chris Olave. That's all it says. The, the reason I put him down there is if he takes the next step, he was already good last year. If he takes the next step, Michael Thomas, healthy, fingers crossed. Rashid Jaheed, we've just talked about him. That's the best wide receiver room we've had since two years ago when I didn't think we needed to do anything to the wide receiver room. And my thing again, Alave kind of a little bit, the Shahid stuff of why he's not on my list is he, he had 15 games last year, just over a thousand yards. He plays yeah. 17 games. He's going to have 11, 25, 11, 50. I don't need more than that for my number two receiver. Um, but again, someone else on my list, that's also probably on your list affected why I did not put him on on my list so i didn't put him on uh, my list because he's already one of the best players he's already on the he's already he's to. already yeah, setting good like need to. but it, yeah. i i believe that he the things we heard about him coming in he's already made a couple of physical catches which he did not do at all last year if he fixes that part of his game and fixes the fumbling the ball as he goes to the ground oh i mean just, just fixing that he he That's is a 1200 yard receiver last year oh, i was gonna say know. i just think i think mine was more of you know of what he'll do for the Saints if he takes that step rather than him needing to take a step. If he does have that next level 
of of play this year what that means to the saints is 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 huge i think all of this i mean obviously we're one michael thomas press conference and i mean i'm drinking the damn kool-aid i changed i emailed jeff about changing my lists after after the press conference i mean but but we said there if you're going to jason i'm not talking to you i know that you don't believe he's going to play more than like three quarters but if if you're if you're going to convince yourself or do this exercise with a healthy Michael Thomas that plays whatever 12 13 15 games let him play all 17 what, I actually think Michael seven, Thomas is going to be healthy 17 games what what does actually 20 what 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 does Chris Olave <laughs> max out at if 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 Michael Thomas is healthy cuz we've already seen that you can't double team him and yep. i mean it's just and I factored that in. I just think that, I mean, I'm not saying that Michael Thomas is going to catch 150 balls and have 1500 yards, but my God, maybe you <laughs> I mean, cannot, I mean, if you've got, again, like you, you get big three, right? If you've got these three guys on the field, you, there is not a defense who has enough talent to cover them all. No. Well, don't and forget just, and just if you do, you're running have, backs. We have three starting running backs. You can if you want to put right. all these cornerbacks on the field and have fun with this, we have three starting running backs. And we have Taysom Hill, too, that, you, that your cornerbacks can't tackle. Yep. Yeah. All right. So then the other guy, Jason, that you had was Lucas Kroll at this yeah. position. Oh, J- Jason, I, you just became my, fam- my favorite Don't Patrol podcast member. I, 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 had awesome. some, I had some fun with the, with, with the Kroll hype. Kroll just, the Conqueror. Love yeah, it. Just, why not? Why not? Why not be a, be a really strong receiver and blocker add to the tight end room? You know, we got Juwan and we got um, and we got Moro. So, man, if this guy could step up, you know, there was a lot of hype of him last year. It didn't quite work out. He's going to get the opportunity. I mean, mm. us getting rid of Troutman, he's going to have snaps yeah. in the preseason to prove that he can be an NFL tight end. You can't coach size. I mean, he's he's got that. He's going to get the ball thrown to him. Right. He's, he's got size. He's got attitude. I'm all aboard the curl hype. Hopefully, you know, it. year, it'll work in year two <laughs> that didn't work in year one. Do y'all believe, Dan Arnold? Y'all <laughs> believe Kroll can, or is this one of those that you're like, if he doesn't, it's time to let go and move on? Because I mean, is there a space for him with Taysom Hill, Juwan Johnson? I think so. I mean, like he, your third guy. Yeah. Are you counting Taysom as a tight end this year? Yeah, I'm not. Taysom, I'm not. Taysom's no. just kind of his own thing. Okay. So I think I think there could definitely be room for him. I mean, the good news is he's undrafted, so it's not like he spent a lot on him. He, he's was he's not a Troutman that you wasted four draft picks on. Well, and I want to be where where I think. I mean, if Lucas Kroll has three hundred and eighty to four hundred and fifty yeah. yards receiving on the just, season, just a nice little. That's a massive. Nice and then he yeah. catches five or six touchdowns in the red zone. That's a massive season for your third tight end. <laughs> it was funny. We're, t- we're, I mean, we're talking about third and fourth receivers. And like, if he yeah. just gets this, if he just does get at the end of the season, Derek Carr is going to have like 6,000 yards best. <laughs> hey, <laughs> don't rule it out. There, there are 17 <laughs> games now. Drew Brees' record. An early bowl prediction uh, coming out. <laughs> well, I mean, Derek Carr does have the guns. You seen those things? All right. I do so declare. Then, I would like Lucas Crawl to work out just for his name as well. Yeah. It'd be just fun. Fun it's just fun to say how is your crow all right uh second spot this is where things get interesting wesley let's talk about your guy my number two yep yeah alante taylor my i went back one. and forth between alante taylor and a pulse on a debo here because there's gonna clearly be a competition here i'm a pulse on a debo fan i like what a debo has to offer 
Um, I get it. Everybody's down on him because he played the first seven weeks last year injured, but he needed to be out there. Somebody had to be out there and he was out there injured and didn't look good. I have not given up on Paul Sonadibo and what he can be as, a, as an outside corner. I get it that we're hearing a whole lot of hype about Alante Taylor and he's um, uh, Nick Underhill's new Pete Werner um, that he's just, that, that's his guy. Um, and, and maybe he is. And I, I love that he's fast, but he also got away with some really bad stuff last year where Adebo got the ball thrown to him when he made bad moves and Alante Taylor kind of got bailed out. So one of them has to take a step. I'm going to say Alante Taylor. He's the higher draft pick. He's the newer guy. He's the one getting all the hype right now. Um, but somebody's got to step up and be the clear number two to keep one, the camaraderie on this team together. I don't think it can be this like 50, 50, and we're just going to pick somebody or rotate back and forth. Um, somebody's got to win this. Uh, so maybe it's Taylor. Maybe it's a Debo. I, I put Taylor on the list. Cause I guess I'm going to go 51% Taylor right now because of all the recent hype in the last week. Yeah. But Tay- I'm an Debo guy. Adebo is my guy. I believe in him. Taylor, Taylor was number one on my list for pretty much the same reasons. Um, I think if we see him make the leap, him and Lattimore's CB1 and CB2 is legitimately, could legitimately be the best one-two uh, in the league. And, it, and if that is the case, it makes this defence well, quite scary, actually. Um, you know, if, if, if those two can lock up and you've got Roby or whoever... I believe in Roby. I believe in our safeties. If those two positions are locked up, you got, you got problems. Yeah. 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 So that's why it's my number one. If he makes, if just because of what it'll do to the team, if, if he takes the the next step um, and, and makes that leap to become that good, uh, the defense that we've got, which we think is going to be good anyway, could be elite. Yeah. Taylor have more pass deflections last year because he was thrown at more or because he's, better at defending passes than Adebo. So he had 11 compared to Adebo's seven. Adebo played more. He Games, he, def- but- he definitely is better as recovery. His closing speed is really, really elite. Um, he, he's, he's gotten beat on stuff, but but recovered. We also, we, we there's some bad quarterback throws too, where like if he wasn't there, the receiver also still wasn't going to catch it. I mean, we there, there was there was a mixture of things. Um, and, and, and again, I, we, we've heard that Adebo was, was injured too. And James, to one point of yours too, they kind of taking it one little look deeper. I expect our offense. We're talking about these offensive players. I expect our offense to be pretty damn good this year and put some yep. points on the board. Yep. Opposing offenses are going to have to throw the ball, and if our cornerbacks can play at an elite level, you're just going to have you're going to have a lot of problems. You're not going to be able to concentrate on the run with us once you're you're you know if you're down multiple scores. It's just not going to happen. So it's going to be like. I'm 20, kind of factoring that in 2011, 2013, yeah. that type of. There, there was a whole lot of those whoa, years. Of whoa, all that. whoa, 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 simmer those, down. There was a whole lot of years of those. Oh, the Saints don't ever let up a hundred yard rushers. Like, well, they brushed the ball 11 times a game against us. I mean, <laughs> slow down with how good we are against yeah. the run. Oh. They don't Jason, hand off the, the ball. <laughs> yeah, by that, I mean, teams are going to have to throw the ball because we're going to put up more points this year. Not, not that the team's going to be as good as it was then. To, to, well, you shouldn't have even just said just leave 2011 out. You shouldn't so even have said, just say to we're going to score more. Complement this strategy where the other team is throwing the ball and you've got your Alante Taylor stepping up as you need him to. You need your line, your defensive ends to step up as well, which is why, James, you submitted Peyton Turner in this number two spot. 
as your guy that needs to step up. Well, he does. It's it's like 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 Wesley said with Zach Bourne. It's his career, essentially. If if he doesn't make the step this year, I, I think he's done as a saint. I, I mean, first of all, can he just play more than half a season? I mean, he's he's really probably like so. I clearly misunderstood the list. I thought who I expected to do it. I don't expect Peyton Turner to do shit. That's why he's not on the list. But realistically, the guy who needs to break out, who needs to improve is, like I said, it's, it's him by by miles and miles ahead of anybody else because this is it for him. This, I think I already it. wrote him right. off. I think I already wrote him off of like, that was a bad draft pick. And I'm not, if we ever get anything this from is him. This Sean Payton's guy. Yeah. I mean, if, if we get anything from him it's pure land i think we should right now see if, if peyton will give us a fifth round por- pick for him since peyton loves him maybe we well, he would overpay for him you could probably but, get a second round but, maybe we but, could but turn I, him into a long snapper but but i'm i i obviously his name crossed my mind i was like i just can't even i, I don't have any faith in him taking any kind of steps whatsoever um course, this is a list not, that e- not even up Bond. the stairs he can't even get up the stairs yeah, no <laughs> But, right. I, but I but I agree the same reasons why is Zach Mons on my list. Peyton Turner's probably their worse. Yeah. Now, and I threw I added Blake Gilligan Gilligan to this list Gilligan. because Gilligan uh, he had a great first year. And then last year, it seems like he took a step backwards. But then I will admit, when you look at the numbers, he actually on paper performed just about as good with his you know average net yards per kick or even gross yards per kick and it just seems like maybe he had the yips or whatever you want to say that the shanks when he messed up it was the worst possible time that you could have asked him to mess up but he had a, a relatively good year so i'd like to see I'd like to see him get back to his rookie year type of performance to know, like, is he truly a Tommy Barnhart, a Thomas Morstead type of guy, or is he just one of those guys who, (laughs) not that bad, I guess. (laughs) So, so I definitely um, thought about like, you know, Lutz or Gillikin, either one could belong on this list. Um, And I, I'll just tell you, I think both of them are going to have to fight in preseason for their job. They both have talented guys that's here. for sure. And and they got rid of the third kicker and the third punter. It's it's two punters and there's two kickers. Yeah. And they're gonna they're gonna fight. Um, and we've heard good things about both the punter and the kicker. That uh I mean they got they got legs, big legs for sure. So well, I hope we'll, so. We'll we'll see. It's uh both of them can definitely belong on the list if they want to stay. I mean mm-hmm. they were they were elite a couple of years ago. I think I stayed right. away from and then average people. last year. Yeah, I think I stayed away from people that like were at one time elite um kind of just a different way i looked at my list but i understand them both being there yeah well you you need your special teams representation here too even though like i think shahid is a special team he's your returner guy as well maybe yeah all right so then now we get to the number one guys that you feel this is the i'm assuming everybody went into this one feeling like this is the most important player I need this guy. I want this guy. And I believe this guy can. I still have two guys on my list that haven't talked. So I guess they're number one on, on other people's too. Yeah. I've got my number four that we haven't talked about yet. Yeah, that's right. And so, so yes, that is Trevor Penning and Juwan Johnson. Yeah. And so that's also on Jason's list. That's also on my list. So all of us had Trevor I Penning and Johnson. Yeah. I didn't have, I didn't have Johnson on mine. Yeah. Well, so, like, we all had, so we all had Penning on Tre- our Trevor, list. Trevor Penning, the way that y'all talked about Peyton Turner being by far number one, Trevor Penning is by 
far my number one. He he has to work out has to as a starting as a starting tackle, or we are in dire problems because we're back to older one year older James Hurst being the starting left tackle, and then next year we have to spend a first round draft pick on a tackle again. Yeah, I mean, like it's without a doubt. um, He just he beyond the injuries and all that, he has to be able to play football at a starting left tackle level. The, yeah. The good thing is like he will step up from last year because there was no step last year. <laughs> so well, it, it, he but, played a little bit last year, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. He was good result. and was really, really good in the run game. Which is what we all knew was going to happen. Yeah. But yeah, I think this is one of those where like everybody else, it's like, it'd be really good if they stepped up with Trevor Penning. Like, he needs to like we need him to step up, or this whole entire offense comes crumbling down. Right. I mean, we're 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 talking about how how much we're going to throw the ball and how many points we're going to score. Our offensive line is going to be incredibly thin, and it, and if he doesn't work out, or if we have injuries, we're yeah. fucked. Like that is really going to fuck the offense. So that's yep. that that just drives up drives up Penning's importance. Big yep. time. And then the other guy, Juwan Johnson, who is on the ascension. Right. He is getting better each year. He had a good year last year, didn't he? And then you need him to step up a little more so that we can get one of those top tier tight end performances out of him, which would be a great compliment to your receivers and your running backs. Yeah. I mean, I think that with the new John Gruden offense that we're installing, um, (laughs) which focuses on elite tight ends, we have one of the best tight end coaches that there's been in the league the last whatever 20, 25 years is now Jawan Johnson's tight end coach. He has all these wide receivers in this running game that's going to set him up for running up the seam wide open with smaller linebackers or slower linebackers or smaller cornerbacks on him. He's got to take, I think he's got to take a big step. A repeat of last year isn't enough for what he's being set up for. It also is a contract year for him. Like he, he's set up to make big money and also I mean expose defenses that are going to focus on this this crazy wide receiver and running back room that we have. What what would you say would be a successful season for him then in terms of yards, touchdowns? Yeah, I think he's going to need 800, 850 um, yards, and then I, I really expect a lot from him on um, on touchdowns. Um, what he's his best work has been in the red zone. He's got to take that to another level with his um, you know first down and moving the sticks and getting in the end zone. Um, I think he needs he needs double digit touchdowns. Yeah. I was but say what, 10 he's, what, what he's doing this offseason, he's also talked about how he's come in. He's watching tons of tape on Wes Welker because he wants to be able to be a slot guy. He's watching tons of stuff on Michael Thomas. He's already started that last year because how to be physical and catch the ball with somebody bigger than you or at your size on you. And then he's watching all this Derek Carr tape where so he's seeing Darren Waller highlights um, of, the, of the last years like he's he's. He's going to watch Wes Welker get open, watch Michael Thomas work the slot and watch, uh, you know, Darren Waller. He, he's doing the right stuff. Yeah. It's just got to come out in the game. And if it does, I mean, he, he can, there's a scenario where he ends up being your team MVP because you, you just can't stop him. Darren Waller was the Raiders MVP for multiple seasons on yeah. their on offense. Right. And we, we saw it happen to us as the Saints starting, starting a game there, our first ever game in Vegas. Um, was was awful. It was the one player that just destroyed us. So uh, there's not a reason that uh, this and he was a, a recovering drug addict. 
So, so, so if that's 850 yards for Jawan Johnson, we're getting close to 6,500 yards. <laughs> there, Don't forget Lucas Kroll breathing down his neck right. <laughs> with his 500 yards. 350. 350's all right. Be realistic around here, right? <laughs> all right. So that is everybody's list. That's all the names we have of guys that we want, we need, and they need to step up for an even better 2023 season than we could ever hope for. So on the next episode later this week, we're going to talk about our top nine guys that we feel are the nine best players on this roster going into this season. So stick around for that. In the meantime, last call for final thoughts. Anybody got anything they need to talk about? Get off your chest. Big news in the golf world stuff. I still can't believe it happened. The PJ Tour and the DP Tour and the the PIF Fund, which are which are the funders of Live Golf, the breakaway Saudi-backed league, they came to a consolidation agreement to create a new for-profit entity to manage professional golf going forward. So, so little bit of a tra- like clear translation, just though because people are using the term merge, the PGA gets to control the board that handles the actual golf, but the Saudi Arabian Public Investment Fund owns everything. Basically, it's they are the funding. they are the exclusive investor and they have the right to they're the only ones that have the right to further invest and they can refuse capital from anybody who tries to invest like the Saudi Arabians bought the entire sport of golf. It's crazy. How it's, can that have, it's, it's like, how could they agree to this? Like, how could that not I can understand how the well, Saudis would agree to this, but how how could the PGA and everybody else agree to this. So I'm, I'm thinking in terms of the Money? PGA, because the, the PGA yeah. has been so <laughs> anti-Live for the last year. So to me, you know, one of two things. So the Live one ha- Had to happen. Mm, well, I mean, I think Live itself was going to fold. It's the live, the, the live Tour was in trouble. Yeah, it was in trouble. The PGA could have just let it die. So To either- be fair, the Live was never put out there to make money or be successful as far as it was maybe it sounds like it was a strategy a to business. get to this. This was the goal. 100%. Right, right. This, this yeah. was their goal. They wanted influence in golf. That's how they got it. So yeah. is what is that the biggest impact to the viewer or the fans that it's actually a positive impact for you that you are now going to be able to go back to watching all of your yes. favorite players in one yes. tournament? Yeah. Oh, as, as an entertainment product for the fans, eventually when the good. dust settles, this is going to be better. It's okay. just the way they got about it is a little icky. Interesting. All right. Well, that's all the show we have for you right now. We're going to thank our loyal listeners for downloading each week, telling all of your friends about the Dome Patrol podcast. You can follow us on Facebook. Look for Dome Patrol podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Dome Patrol PCAST and at Dome Patrol UK. And don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app and set up auto downloads so you can listen to every episode anytime, anywhere. Say bye-bye, donkeys. Bye-bye, live donkeys. We can be heroes everywhere we go. We can have all that we ever want. The Dome Patrol Podcast is the official Saints podcast of the Fans First Sports Network.